Baruch Hashem, we are blessed. We are blessed to be alive. We ready, everyone? We are blessed to begin a new day. The blessing of of being alive is the blessing of newness. The blessing of the fact that we're able to go to sleep and to get up and to have renewal. One of the biggest challenges that people have is uh, sometimes to renew oneself. Even though we want to renew ourselves, like we've said in the past, right? we love, everyone loves renewal. Everyone loves when things are fresh. There's nothing more exciting than, uh, than something new. But at the same time, uh, it comes with the challenge of change. The challenge of change is something that's very uh, difficult for us. And it's something that the Yitzhahara doesn't want us to do. The Yitzhahara wants everything to be the same. They say paro is the same numerical value of hashana. Shana means you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're just living the same boring life. That's why people look for external things to get them uh, excited about life. Because when it's just another day and you just look in the mirror and it's okay, it's Monday and Monday's like Sunday, like Tuesday, so I need to access the outside world. I need to access something that's quote unquote exciting on the outside to give me my, my excitement from within. A little kid, you don't have to excite a little kid by, uh, by showing him something on the outside. The nature of a child, the natural state of a person is to be excited. The natural state of a person is to wanna just play, is to wanna be up, is to wanna accomplish, want to do. That's what little children, they can't sit straight. Right? They're going ahead and they're banging and they're all excited, they're climbing the wall because the nature of a human being is to get excited and to be excited about life. And what happens is, what happens is the Yitzhahara doesn't like us to change. The Yitzhahara doesn't want us to change because if you change, then you're actually fulfilling your purpose in life because the purpose of life is not for a person necessarily to get somewhere. Because we don't know when we're going to get to wherever we're going to get. We don't know exactly what our mission in life is. We're not so sure exactly what we're supposed to do. But one thing we are sure of, one thing we are sure of is that when a person grows and a person changes, that's where happiness comes from. Simcha and tzmicha are the same exact word in Hebrew. It's, it's, uh, we, we take the letter tzadi and we exchange it with the letter sin of simcha and tzmicha. Simcha is the same word. Because somebody who's growing and changing is a happy person. Someone who's stagnant, someone who just stays the way he was and the way he is, is someone who is not happy. And the irony is, the irony of life, what's ironic about life, is that people um, associate you know, just doing nothing, and they associate sitting around doing nothing with happiness. They associate comfort 
with happiness. And there's nothing further from the truth. The truth is that the more a person learns to get out of his comfort zone, and like we've said before, I don't necessarily like the line to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, because that's a very high level to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I would say try and learn to be uncomfortable. If a person can try to learn to be uncomfortable, even if it's for one minute, even if it's before you go ahead and you eat something, you take a second before you dive in. If a person learns to say no, a person learns to hold himself back from doing things, and then he gets a little bit uncomfortable, that's something that can really tremendously help a person little by little. Oh, how are you? Good to see you. Question? Yes. Uh, not a question, but uh, a little comment, I guess. Yeah, please. Um, you say the same thing with um, Shabbos to an extent, no? That what? Um, to run you what you said, I'm sorry. Sorry, my ADHD. Uh, no problem, no problem. That a, per- a, a person growing is and changing is happiness. It's not about getting somewhere. Right, right, you're right. always going out of your comfort. Correct. Right. Getting out of your comfort. Uh, also, with Shabbos, like, it's all about, yeah. you know, you're not allowed to work on Shabbos. Oh. So, you know, someone who financially is in distress, you know, this day, they can, it's a day where they're eating food, they're consuming whatever is being consumed, and yet they, they still can't go out and work to make money. Right. So, it's like a second of faith of, okay, pause. I'm right now doing this and this for God. And then tomorrow I'll be doing this with you. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. 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 I like that. Beautiful. Now one of the reasons that we start one of the reasons that we start purity of speech and we begin with the lessons of not talking about other people. Why why is it so important not to talk about other people? Because the reason why it's important to talk about other people is you want to ask yourself, where is my life? Is my life being lived in the world of someone else? Where do I get my, my excitement from? Do I get my excitement from everyone else? Do I get my excitement from other things? Or I'm able to get excitement from my own life? And I wanna say something. People think it's a luxury, a luxury to be excited when you get up in the morning. People think that it's a luxury. Oh, really it's a drag for me to get up in the morning, but it's a luxury for me to be excited to get up in the morning. And I want to just tell everyone here uh, a, a secret. And the secret is, is that a person who's excited about his mission in life, what do I need an alarm clock? They say purpose is one's greatest alarm clock. If you have purpose, if you have purpose in why you are who you are, and what you're doing, why you are, where you are, and what it is that you're here to accomplish, then you naturally, it doesn't mean it's not difficult to get out of bed, but as we say, it's harder to get out of your head than it is to get out of bed. It's not hard to get out of bed. The problem is, when a person has so many things in his head, and he's confused, and a person doesn't have clarity, it says, Ein simcha kehataras hasvekas which means when a person is not so sure about something, so he's not happy. When you have clarity of this is what I gotta do. Nobody has any suffix, no one has any 
doubt that he's going to put on his shirt when he walks around, that he puts on his pants. There's no doubt about that. A person doesn't have a doubt that he's going to take a shower. Not a doubt. Then a person, want, you want to ask yourself, what are the things that I'm not sure that I'm going to do? What am I not clear about? So when a person starts talking about other people, or a person goes ahead and gets his, his juice, and he gets his excitement from his entertainment system, right? Meaning another word, AKA, also known as, the reason I don't call it a phone, is because no one uses their phone as a phone. Who, uses, who calls people with their phone? No one uses your phone as a phone. Your phone is just a distractor from your purpose of your life. That's all it does. It doesn't bring a person anything. The more a person spends time on his phone, the more a person spending away from himself. A person spending away from himself. He's not spending time investing in himself. Imagine sitting and making a, a $5 million deal. Imagine sitting with someone having a $5 million deal to buy property and the guy who you're making the deal with or you yourself are getting distracted by your phone, by, uh, I don't know, playing a game on your phone or, or looking at your WhatsApps or whatever it might be. You'd say that's ridiculous. I'm sitting here within a $5 million deal. I'm here in the deal of a lifetime. Why would I be distracted? And I always say, it's not the phone that's the problem. It's not the entertainment system that's the problem. You know what the problem is? The problem is I'm not in tune with myself. I don't know who I am. I don't know my greatness. I'm not, I, don't look at, I don't look at life that I'm making a $5 million deal. I look at life as I'm making a, a 25 cent deal. So when you look at yourself and you say, wait, my life is not so valuable. I don't have such value in my life. I'm not so meaningful. I'm not so powerful. I can't accomplish so much. So what happens when you think like that? Let me find something else outside of me that's gonna give me my value. What's gonna give me my value? Okay, question and comments. So that's why we start with purity of speech. Because when you stop focusing on other people and you stop focusing on other things, then what happens is now you're able to focus on yourself and on your value. Okay, question and comments, please. Rabbi Tzvi, please. Maisha, please.
and it says over there that our purpose is other Hashem, to respect Hashem. And if you do that, people will chase after you and give you your public without you chasing after the public. But if a person sits there talking about people and he gains his power by yapping, then people might fear him, but it won't be real respect. And as Rabbi says, as we all know, that those people that have been sitting in this year about Lashanara, it changes your home, it changes your kids. Um, just to see a father that when someone raises on, on the Shabbos table, talk about other people, you shy away from it in a smart way. And as I mentioned, my wife finishes Chafetz time, I think, like every month. It, it changes your life, not talking about other people. So that's Rabbi Shem, we should all just keep on sitting here. One step at a time, uh, just strive to get closer to our show. Amazing, beautiful, beautiful, right? Amazing, amazing. Okay, so let's begin with the halacha. Now, again, I just want to say the. Yes, my she. Yeah, three, three quotes that uh, Rabbi said. Yeah. You are your schedule. Right. Rabbi said about, about uh, having, having motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the night starts, the, the day starts night before. Right. So you have, you have a schedule, you have your purpose to wake up. You'll wake up before your alarm clock. And when I started, you know, waking up, when I started having an alarm clock and waking up every day, I noticed I would wake up to a few minutes from my alarm clock. And at first, it would like, bother me, like, you know, I want that extra 20 minutes to sleep. But when you have that, like, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and, and right. get chocolate this time, then you're going right. to wake up before your, before your alarm clock. Exactly. That, that was a wild you know, observation for me. Beautiful. Uh, your, your schedule. There's also the, what you said about, about the, not about what you get there, it was about the journey. The, the destination is the journey. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I, I want to I say something that you said about, about your schedule. You are your schedule. A lot of times people make a schedule and that the schedule sort of defines who they are. And it's sometimes challenging when you look at things like that. When you, when you, before you make a schedule, we've spoken about this before, I think in the first few shurim, when you dream and you wanna get somewhere, you build your schedule around your dreams and your goals. It's not that my schedule and my goals are going to define who I am. I am the one who's going to create the schedule based around my dreams, based around my goals. A lot of times a person doesn't have his dreams, he doesn't have his goals, he doesn't have his clarity. So he makes his schedule sort of to fit his life into the schedule. When it's the exact opposite. You want to have your dreams, you want to have your goals. You say, I want to finish this book. I want to understand and learn this piece. I want to spend this amount of time in the base medrash. I don't want to be on my phone as much as I'm on my phone. I don't want to do this. Then you create your schedule based on that. As opposed to a lot of times people make a schedule and then they have to fit their life into the schedule. First you say, I want to get up early in the morning because I want to get up early in the morning. So you make the time that you want to get up as opposed to, oh, my schedule says I got to get up. So therefore I got to get up. No, like Mike, saying, I want to get up in the morning. I want to have a great day. I want to be happy. Is that part of your schedule? How do I learn to be happy? I'm a miserable guy. 
I want to learn how to be more on top of my life. I don't want to hang around with people and be uh, sitting around and trying to get acceptance from everyone and approval from everyone. Right? People can spend their entire day trying to get approval from other people. I want this person to like me. I want this person to like me. I want this situation to be good for me. As opposed to saying, I'm going to create the day that I want to create. As, as Simcha, Simcha Rabba says, it's not about having a good day. Having a good day is hoping I'm going to have a good day. Nobody has a good day because they got lucky. You create a day. You create your life. You create your happiness. You create your destiny. That's what a person is able to do. And when a person lives in the zone, and a person lives in the world of I'm creating, and I am the one who is able to push forward, and I'm the one who can do what it is that I choose to do, that's when a person begins to live. As long as you are answering to other vices, as long as you need other things, other escapes, other things to make you happy, then you want to question that. Why do I need that thing to make me happy? What happened if you took this thing away from me? Would I be happy? Would I be able to exist? Would I be able to live the life that I want to live? They say that Chaim versus death, we're going to be, in, in, in a week, we're going to be asking for life. They say, what's the difference between life and death? Life is somebody who is connected to giving. When you're giving versus receiving. People who are only receiving, that's the challenge of when you're 18 years old and 19 years old and you transition during this time period. Because you're coming from a period of time where you've been taking and taking and taking. And now it's a transition when you want to become someone who's a giver. And it's very difficult to transition to transition into that. To be married, to have a wife, to think about having children, to think about, okay, I graduated high school. Some people can stay in high school their whole life. Some people can stay in high school when they're 20, 21, 25 years old. They're still in high school. They're still getting their, their life from uh, the boys, the chevra, the guys. When a person begins to live his life and look in the mirror and look within himself and say, I want to define my life. Whether people are going to come with me, people are not going to come with me. Whether I'm going to be popular, whether I'm not going to be popular. But I'm going to do me. Once you are able to accept and say, I'm going to do me. Whether people like it or people don't like it. Whether people agree with me or people don't agree with me. But I'm going to do me. That's when you begin to live. As long as you're bobbleheading, and that's what I call it. As long as you're bobbleheading and you're just doing what everybody else is saying to do. As long as that's what you're doing. That you're in the, I just got to make sure that I fit into the crew. I got to make sure that I fit into the chevra. As long as you are doing that, then you're not going to be living to the level that you want to be living. When a person is able to look within himself and say, what do I want to do? How can I make those decisions? That's when he begins to live. And that's why we talk about Hilchas Lashon Hara. Because Hilchas Lashon Hara and not talking Lashon Hara is all about stopping to focus on other people. If you are, and, and, and I'm sorry to say this to anyone who is still in this world, 
If you're checking, I'm sorry if I'm calling anybody out on this. If you are still, if you're not still, if you're checking statuses, if that's one of the things you do, if you're watching other people's lives, I would question yourself. If that's what you do, if you watch someone else's life and you're involved in someone else's life and that's what gives you excitement by looking at someone else's life, I would question that. I would question that. I would say, is my life that not good that I need to get a sense of life from someone else's life? I would question oneself on that. And especially in your generation, in this generation, where that's the thing that people do. What do you mean? That's what we do. We look at other people's lives. We look at, we watch other people's lives. I would question that and say, am I that, is my life that boring? Is my life that miserable? Is my life that not worth it that I'm spending my time in, in someone else's world? Question, comments on that, please. Yes. about somebody else, it makes you small. Besides that, it makes him small. It makes you small because it's the same thing, like you're saying. You're taking someone who has such koach, who has such a whole big picture, potential, neshama, and you're making them into this small... Correct. And it's that, that's a projection of yourself. Because when you look at yourself, that hey, you're so small. You're so small. So then I'm going to do the same thing. And say, oh, he's small. When you look at yourself, say, wow, you know what? I have a neshama. I have purpose. I have a reason, you know, why I'm here in this world. So the other person as well. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, yes, Okay, let's learn the halacha. It's a little bit late. Let's learn the halacha. Believing Rechilas, even when it was repeated by a close friend. You're not allowed to believe Rechilas. Now, what's Rechilas? Rechilas is where you, you, someone else says something, um, someone says something about your friend. Lashon Hara is saying specifically about a person, that guy is, you know, not a nice guy, whatever you're going to say. That's pure Lashon Hara. Rechilas is when you say, did you hear what that guy said about you? So what that does is it causes ill feelings amongst two people. So you're not allowed to believe Rechilas even from a close a friend. That means even from someone who you think is protecting you by saying, watch out for that guy, because that guy doesn't like you, you still have to be very careful. Um, and even if the Rechilus was repeated by a respected person, 
you're still not allowed to believe in, even if, even if the person who sent it over is someone you look up to. When are you allowed to believe Rechilas? Uh, you're allowed to, he says. Um, when there's danger. Yeah, when it's, if it's dangerous for you, um, if, you have, if you have seen, he says, if uh, it'll have an effect on you. If there's any way to be down the Kavzchus, you are required to do so. If there's any way that you could judge the, the person favorably, anytime you're in a situation where you're able to find a positive uh, point on a person, you have to. Now, obviously, if it's a dangerous situation, someone says, that guy's going to hurt you, that guy's going to steal money from you, that guy's going to you know, do something, and of course, you're allowed to uh, warn the person um, of possible hurt or damage. But a person has to be very careful, because a lot of times we justify, and we say, yes, I'm allowed to say it, even though we're, we're really not allowed to say it. Okay. Um, okay, question comments, and then we'll, we'll wrap up uh, the whole time. We'll learn a little Masil Sisharim. Hashem should help. Yes, or up. Yeah, I would be, no, I have a, for this last Shabbos, I was davening in the shoe, and uh, Shabbos morning, I, the, the davening I was facing out, I was even falling asleep during prayer Satera, and then we, uh, there were a few guys there, like 50, 60 years old, that were talking out loud the whole davening, and when I went out of the davening, so me and my brother-in-law, we were talking, my brother was like, it's crazy, when people are 60 years old, they're still talking in the middle of davening out loud. And like my first comment that I, I came up to my head, I told him, let's continue talking about it because I feel I feel disgusting with myself about my dominance. So let's talk about that. And I feel like just from these sharing that it's in my awareness that, that that moment that we started talking about them, so I felt so good with myself. I'm not talking about dominating out loud. So they're they're disgusting. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be blessed with life. Let us be blessed with the opportunity to focus on what's really important and to be able to focus, you know, the image that I always have, and I've, I've said this over uh, before, the image of the, um, I'll never forget this, the first time when people had uh, cell phones. I remember seeing, I've said the scene before as well, where the, the parent is taking out the child to dinner or to lunch, and all the parents, a beautiful sight, but at the same time, the parent is on the phone the entire time. The parent is sitting there uh, preoccupied with something else. Here there's, a, there's an opportunity for the father and the child to bond. Here's an opportunity for the mother and the child to bond. And what does the mother do? The mother is distracted and doesn't give the child what the child needs. So, so too in our life. I think one of the biggest distractions, as Rav, uh, uh, the tzaddikim, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta said, that a person can live in this world for 70, 80 years and never get to know himself. That's Rabbi Yisrael Salanta saying that in the 1800s. A person can live for 70, 80 years and never get to know himself. And in order to get to know oneself, you must spend time with yourself. You must spend time investing in yourself. You must spend time working and figuring out what are, who am I? What makes me tick? What do I like? 
what bothers me, whatever it might be. When a person is living in the world of Lashonara, when a person is living in the world of other people, not only is he just dealing with nothingness, but even worse than that. What not only forget about forget about the the ramifications to your soul. Forget about Olam Haba. Forget about the next world, how destructive it is. You don't ever, you're, you're losing that opportunity to work on yourself. You're losing the opportunity to really engage in your relationship with yourself, which is the purpose of the world. Rabbi Yisrael Salantar also says, he says, people are so busy trying to figure out God and believe in themselves. That's what everyone's trying to do. Let me figure out God and believe in myself. He says, no, it's the opposite. Believe in God and figure out yourself. If you could spend your time saying, okay, God, I'm not going to figure out God. Believe in God and work to figure out yourself. You had a question? Does this emphasize the concept of equality? That what? Yeah, for sure, 100%. It's both of those. I mean, that's, that's a form of, of being alone. His spodudut is belashed liot levat, bat, is to be alone. So that already is a beginning of that now I can spend time with myself. That's a form. Another form is when a person, you know, makes a chesron and nefesh. When a person, let's say, says, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Anything that a person does outside of what other people are doing. A lot of times what happens is a person naturally is drawn towards other people. Naturally. We're drawn towards other people. We look around. We want to make sure that everyone is, uh, you know, I'm fitting in. As opposed to, what do I need? And that begins, unfortunately, begins in first grade. Begins in second grade. Where the teachers and whatever school you're in, they say, you got to fit in to this. I'm not able to be. You know how many kids unfortunately are miserable in school. How many little kids are miserable in school? You know why they're miserable in school? Because they have to fit in to something. They're not able to be themselves. They're not able to be themselves and they're told by their parents and they're told by the teachers and they're told by everyone that you must fit in and be that. Be like your brother. Be like the kid in class. Be like that. No, I want to be myself. I want to be myself. And unfortunately, what happens as we get older and older, we, we continue on that, on that path. Is that we don't realize that, wait, I actually have a choice to live the life that I want to live. The second you have that realization that you can live the life that you want to live, you suddenly become happy and you suddenly get excited. And you're like, oh my goodness, wow. Life is actually exciting because I could choose and I could live however I want to live. The irony is, the biggest irony is, is that people who are stuck and they give in to their desires and they think that they're free, there's nothing further from the truth. Why? Because you're sold and you are machur, as they say. You're sold that something else is controlling you. The second a person wakes up in the morning and says, I can create the day that I want to create. I want to learn to be happy. I want to learn to be satisfied. I want to learn to be someone who thinks positively. I want to be someone who judges Lakafskhus. I want to be someone who's connected to Hashem. Make your list. If you don't even have a list to say, this is what I want, begin with that list. Say, this is what I want. I promise everybody here. If you made a list 
and you put it right by your bed and you make a list of your goals, of your dreams, and you say, I want to learn to be happy. I want to learn to get rid of my anxiety. I want to learn to be someone who loves people. I want to be someone you put that in. Every day you look at that list and every day you focus on this is what I want, this is what I want. Then what happens is you'll start seeing things coming together. You'll start getting a book that talks about how to get rid of your anxiety. You'll start meeting someone. You'll have conversations that'll help you talk about how to be more positive. Things will start opening up if you do that. But when a person is waiting for someone else to help them do that, when a person is waiting for someone else to bring you happiness, I'm waiting for someone else to give me whatever it is, you'll, you'll keep on waiting. That's usually the way it works. Okay. Uh, let's begin. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zoka to not speak about anybody, uh, not to believe anything that we hear that's negative of anyone, including ourselves. And through that will be zoka uh, all of us to, to fulfill our purpose on this planet as Hashem. Us and all the Jewish people. Okay, we're going to, yes. You do not believe someone told you that from about yourself. You got to know it's true or something like that. Right. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. You have to make up a story in your head. Make up a story in your head that something happened at this. You can make up any story. Yeah. Okay, let's learn a, a small piece over here um, so, talking about Kavana. So listen to what he says. The Ramchal says, Says When it comes to intention, when it comes to your intention, that is something that nobody knows what's in your heart. The way to develop a relationship with Hashem, the way to develop a relationship with anybody is not just in the action that you're doing, but what is behind the action. The example I always give, and, and we'll uh, end off with this example, the example that I give is the person who goes ahead and put, gives his credit card to the flower store, and he talks to the delivery guy at the flower store, and he says, will you do me a favor? Will you go ahead and deliver these flowers every Friday afternoon to my wife, and here is the credit card. Now, no one will say that that's not a beautiful thing to do. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing for a person to do. To give your credit card and to make sure that your wife gets flowers every Arab Shabbos as delivered and they take it off of your credit card. That's a beautiful thing to do. But then you have another guy who goes around Arab Shabbos and he picks out flowers from different places and he spends an hour every Friday picking out, and every time he picks it out, he says, oh, I love you, in his heart. He says, oh, I love you so much, honey. And he picks out another one, oh, and I love you so much. And he goes ahead and he does the same exact thing. There's a delivery of the same exact flowers on the dining room table. But the answer is, or the point is, there is no comparison. You can't compare those two examples. Even though the action is the same exact action. Your wife got flowers, but one is an act, and one had the intention of every flower that was picked out was love, was 
was connection, and the other one it just came there. Yes, Manasseh. Yes. Rabbi said they're the same actions. Yes. I think they're the same result. Correct. That's what I meant. Correct. You got. You did the same thing. That's my point. Meaning, meaning you got the same result. The flowers are there, but it's not about results as a Jew. It's not about the results. It's not about the results. That's where we get. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. But Bill. Uh, oh no, not it. Bill Parcells. Right. He says uh, it's only. Right. It's not about trying. It's about winning a trophy. That's the billboard that they have in football. Correct. It's the exact opposite. It is about trying. That's why a person closes the Gemara. That's why a person doesn't learn. That's why a person doesn't. He says, I can't do it. He doesn't realize the effort that he's putting in is everything. It's not like, okay, my effort will hopefully bring me to something. The effort is everything. When you go ahead and you, people say, people think, and you're Shem, you'll see when you're, uh, it's a good uh, tip for Shalom Ayas. It's not about telling your wife, I love you, so your wife can hear you. That's also very important. It's about telling, it's about saying and having gratitude to your wife within yourself. To say, oh, I love you. It's not about what people see. It's not about what people think. It's what's in your heart and what you're trying to work on. That's what the next level of love is. Love, of, of course, has to do with doing things for people. But it's more why and how I got to do what it is that I'm doing. And once you start living in that world of in, inner world, once you start living in that world, and you live in the world of, of you know what? Where is my heart? Rahman alibabai. God wants me to, to think about Him. No one knows who thinks about Hashem. Nobody knows if you judge anyone favorably or not. That's only something that you know in your heart and in your mind. And when a person <laughs> begins to live inside, he begins to have much more happiness. He begins to have much more love. He begins to, to, to really develop and build himself from the inside because he's aware of that. And he's slowly building his greatness. His private victories will result in public victories. Your private victories, your internal, will then become external. When a person is totally focused on external, which a lot of us have that, it's all external. So you can have everything. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the, the job that you want. You can have the popularity that you want. But inside, you're missing something. And the reason you're missing that is because you're not tuned in to yourself. You're not tuned in to the truth of who you are. Okay, we'll end off today. Anyone else? Question, comments as we wrap up. And don't worry about your past as we'll, we'll end off. Don't worry about your past. Doesn't matter what you did yesterday. Doesn't matter what you did a week ago. And don't, for sure, don't worry about your future. Because the best thing you can do for your future is live today great. Because when you live great today, then you'll probably live great tomorrow. If you live great today, you'll feel good today. And then that'll help you for tomorrow which will help you for the next day and the next day. Because today is already yesterday's tomorrow. We're already in tomorrow. Today already is tomorrow from yesterday. Because you said yesterday, I want to have a great day tomorrow. I want to have a great day in a week. Well, you're here. You're here right now. So let Hashem help each and every one of us. We'll be blessed to live today. We'll be blessed to live today, the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.
Sure.